I'm Kier from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows in the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all-new Better Podcasting Live chat. I'm Steven. With me is Star. What? SP? You mean? S- well, I used to say Steven John Drew, so I thought I'd condense that down to Steven. So then I thought I'd take Stargate Pioneer or all SP right. and just abbreviate that to Star. Because you're the well, star is- of the show, SP. This is Better Podcasting Live Chat. We do it every other week, and it is us, unedited, raw, vulnerable, and ready to answer your questions about podcasting, or quite frankly, anything else that you want to have answered. I can't guarantee you we will answer the questions, but you can ask. And for those later listening to the show, I just want to point out that Stephen once again ran out of batteries in his mic flag. So he's frantically trying to make me talk and dance while he changes the batteries Not. out on his mic flag. I wasn't even so going to that- acknowledge it. I was just giving a little uh, a little extra extra for the video viewers. But you, here you are. Now you're turning it into a promotion for the video side of things. Wow, SB. I am impressed that you worked that promo in. I do try. Hey, if you didn't know this, we do this show and the main Better Podcasting show, both of which are available at betterpodcasting.com, along with some other content on there. Uh, SP had a video unboxing slash discussion about his his office, his studio uh, monitors that he ended up uh, putting in. So if you want to check that out, it's at betterpodcasting.com. And there will be another video up pretty soon to do with something we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. SP, let's start off with something that you wanted to talk off here, talk about this week, all about the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, if you didn't know this, Stargate Pioneer does the podcast called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is one of the many podcasts that he inherited over the years and, and kept going, and he uh, talks primarily on there about the television show, the ABC television show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's how it all started, was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. review show. Now. You do Marvel general comic universe, cinematic universe. You talk about all sorts of different Marvel entertainment over there, TV, movies, things like that. But the source material was originally Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And now that's coming to a close. And you wanted to talk a little bit about some of your thoughts in that podcast, the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast compared to the Starling Tribune. I did want to talk about it, and I think we'll probably talk more in depth at a later time. I might actually, we might actually do a segment on the main Better Podcasting show, but that'll be sometime in the future. Earlier this year, I did end one of the podcasts. It was called Starling Tribune. It was about the CW show Arrow, which had been ongoing since 2012, since Arrow came about on the CW network. And I just wasn't feeling the content anymore. I mean, eight years is a long time to podcast on anything. And it wasn't just that. It was the entirety of the DC universe, the TV universe around. It just wasn't that fun anymore for me. And this is a hobby podcast. It wasn't fun. I was forced to review content that was mediocre at best as as what I thought in terms of the entirety of the Arrowverse. It's what they call the shows connected to Arrow, uh, The Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman on and on. And 
that was one thing. And I think we talked about it before on Better Podcasting. This is another thing. This is Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it's about the Marvel Universe, as you said. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming to end after seven years. <gasps> it had one less year than Arrow. And it has this podcast has been going on since 2013. I did not start the podcast. I did take it over after about 12, 13 episodes or something like that. I've been producing it ever since it has 344 episodes out now. And it is is kind of my baby. Yeah, we do have good audience participation. Decent anyway for a hobby show. And it has content that excites me. Now, some of the content does not excite me. I'll be honest, we covered Legion on FX. Wonderful show. Real wonderful show. Hard to watch. Difficult to watch. It's not the easy, fun entertainment that you might think of in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the core show that we've been following since 2013 is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That is coming to an end tomorrow night as we podcast tonight on August 11th, 2020. Tomorrow night will be the last episode. It's a two-hour episode. It's actually two episodes, but it's a two-hour finale. And that'll be it for the show. There's going to be no more new episodes. They actually filmed it last year in 2019 and completely put it in the can waiting for this summer, which was good because of the pandemic going on. So it's great that we actually have new content to podcast on, on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's going to end. We're going to do a final episode on the series, but unlike Starling Tribune, we're going to continue. Why is that? Because there is enough fun, entertainment, engaging content for us to continue that podcast going forward. At some point in time, the show's going to end. All shows end, but it's not going to be this year. There's plenty more to cover. We still haven't covered all of the Netflix Marvel shows, Mm -hmm. so we got to get through those. Uh, Those have been long since canceled. There is one more Marvel TV show that's coming out this fall, Hellstrom, I believe it is. I don't know if I'm going to cover that or not. I know the ladies want to cover it. So one way or the other, the show's going to cover it. I, for the first time ever, I might not actually be involved in the show as it's being made, but just because I, I just don't want to watch it and, and be uh, handcuffed to watching that series, but we will continue. And then Disney plus is going to have a lot of Marvel content on and the Marvel cinematic universe is evolving. It's, changing i think for the better for the most part will it be the same as the infinity saga was for the marvel cinematic universe i don't know we've covered all those movies too by the way so it's been a fun ride and we would just want to keep it going and as long as we have engaged hosts that want to continue going then we'll keep it going but at like i said at some point in time it will end because everything ends and i don't know what we're going to do from then on but uh steven as an outsider uh, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not a network original. There were three podcasts that started Gonna Geek. There was the Gonna Geek show. There was Legends podcast. Don't confuse that with Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And there was All Things Good and Nerdy. Those were the three core yeah. shows that started the network. So you have watched Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. birth and all the way to this this point. What What is your opinion of the show continuing? Uh, I think the downside to that was when they got that guy named Stargate Pioneer on there. I think that that sank it, but I did. I joke. It was, was really, I'm going to have to tell the story about how the ownership transferred on that show. It was, it was the weirdest thing ever that happened. Yeah, no, um, I think that it's great. I think that it's fantastic that you saw this coming long enough in advance, the cancellation of the series and 
y'all were kind of in agreement that you wanted to keep going and you set you set the cards up. I don't know. You set the dominoes in the right position for them to fall. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something to say here, but you did some witty Canadian some witty Canadian thing. Uh, you got your flapjacks together to put the maple syrup on, and then when it was time, you put that up. You had that all happen, and you ate it. So I think it was a really good job that you had that ready to go. What I'm trying to say through this mess is that I think that it's good that you had some established content already within your show that you can just pivot to. Having discussions about non-Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, shows has been a common place for a very long time for your podcast. It's not like you're having to do a hard left turn all of a sudden and throw your audience into this weird situation where now you're talking about something else because you've already had this format for a while talking about several different Marvel properties. So I think the fact that you had this going throughout the run of your your time with this uh, podcast has really set you up for that ability to keep going and keep having fun with all of your co-hosts over there. I think what I'll miss the most out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. leaving is just the relationships that we've developed. Uh, and, and by relationships, I mean like we're familiar with the people involved in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the actors, the production team. And there's backstories to everybody. I won't say it's all been great, but there is enough there that it's just very familiar and we know it. And now we're kind of going into the unknown because we're covering some, we're going to be covering something completely different. I don't think ABC Marvel is ever going to put out Disney is ever going to put out another show like this on ABC. No. If you, if you take a look at the tea leaves, genre, comic book and science fiction shows are dead on arrival on network TV. Network TV is not made for that. And it's not even made for cable TV anymore. It's really meant for the streaming services. So we'll be transitioning to watching stuff on Disney plus on, on Hulu, on Netflix, uh, predominantly Disney plus because that's where all the Marvel content is going to be. And that'll be fun because we'll get to engage in some star Wars stuff along the way too. And I won't say we'll cover Star Wars because that's a whole genre all on its own, but at least we're adjacent enough. It will be able to to keep up with that sort of stuff like Mandalorian. That's just an awesome show. And mm -hmm. it's going to be fun to be able to stay in that architecture to be able to watch stuff like that as it comes out. Well, I was talking about hard left turns and let's do a hard left turn from there and let's talk about tech. Zoom. This week, not Zoom.us, but Zoom, the uh, hardware maker, they announced. I'm debating whether they announced it or BNH announced it. So BNH announced that Zoom was going to be creating two new products because they actually beat Zoom to talk about this. That's right. They had it posted there first. And they might have posted there first, but Zoom did eventually put it on its social media. They did. So there's two new products. There is a PodTrack P4, which is a device that's meant for podcasters. I don't think it's but you know, it, when you and I were starting out, especially think back to your first music podcast. Mm -hmm. You did that in person, right? Yeah, I did. I did. No, I, I agree. So it's a, it's a four track device that uh, will do SD recording and has a few buttons built in. So it has some extra features in there. I actually think that it's uh, 
pretty interesting. I have not found the exact specs, the details yet for all of the um, the preamps and things like that. But I guess we will see how that sounds. I'm not overly concerned with with Zoom's track record. I think for a long time they've had pretty decent devices. I think we have found that even when there's been questionable preamps with certain um like compared to what they had so like the L12 was out and then I think the L8 was a step back or something like that it still was good still quite listenable quite reasonable um the H4n they made the pro so that had better preamps like I don't think that we are we should be that worried out of a zoom product especially given that it is for podcasting and it is for in-person podcasting which Generally, um, if you have multiple people and things like that, you will have a little more room noise and things like that. But I just think that the price tag is at the level that we need to see some of these devices for people getting into podcasting. Podcasting has gone from the days of where people like me and you, SP, started, which were very technological. We were very techie people, and a lot of early podcasters were very techie. That's why you have the RSS feed, which is a ridiculously stupid way that people... Stupid... Anyways, I won't rant on that. It is a very techie thing that could be done through different ways. However, we are past that. We are past the, the level where people should have a techie background to start a podcast. We have simple platforms. We have simple ways that people should be able to record. And if people want to go that extra step beyond just this one microphone, these sort of low price tag devices are what we need because people aren't going to be like, hey, I think I might want a podcast. Let me go and invest in a Rodecaster Pro. Let me go invest in a Zoom L8. Let me invest in a Zoom L12. It's even the H6 pricing is, is a lot to ask people to get in. So I don't know what the preamps are going to be on this. If they're crap, I'll call it crap when I hear it. Uh, like I said, that was the biggest problem that I had with the Rodecaster Pro when it came out was a bunch of different mics that I tried on it. It sounded horrendous, and I made it no secret. I didn't care about the rest of the features. I didn't care that it was a good bang for the buck as far as what it offered. I had a problem with the core recording. And if this is the case, when I hear it, then that will be the, the way that it is. But with Zoom's track record, I am not that worried. And I know there are people who have taken issue with the L8. But again, I think for someone starting out, I think for people who are listening to podcasts, I think that it's adequate. And so let's see Let's see what this is. And the price is going to be like 199 bucks. I think, American is what it is. Yeah. If you compare the price of this and for halfway decent dynamic cardioid handheld microphones, it's going to give you a heck of a lot better quality than a single blue Yeti or heaven forbid, since Bangs brought it up in the chat, the blue snowball in the <laughs> middle of the table, picking up everybody. I mean, this is, it's pro level gear, but it's starter pro level gear of you and your buddies in college can go grab that. Like I said, grab four decent handheld microphones and actually have a halfway decent sounding podcast versus four drunk college students talking in their dorm room and just yelling at each other and you hearing all the background noise and stuff like that. Is it perfect? No. Is it better? Yes. And is it at a price point that a lot of younger podcasters would jump over? Yeah. So think back into 
maybe it was before your time. I don't know. It was definitely in my time when the like the Sony Walkman came out and you could record into the Sony Walkman. Yeah, it wasn't all that great, but it gave you a mobile recording capability versus be, having to be in a studio and recording into your stereo sort of thing. So this is on that level of mobility and, and capability. I think it's going to be good. I echo your concern about the preamps and it, quite frankly, everything else about it, because I'm not going to rave about it until I actually get it and tested or you get it and tested and we could talk back and forth. But that's cool. The other thing that they did in direct competition to Rode is they had the microphone out, the ZDM-1, yep. which is very similar to the pod mic. Now, everything that we've touched, you've touched, and we've actually reviewed along the, I would say, $120 to $170 US dollar range, we've tested some of those microphones. The reason we don't talk about them is because we don't like them at all. We don't like how yeah. they sound in comparison to something that's very close in sound in, in price, which would be the Rode Procaster. Mm -hmm. And then the pod mic came out and that's, that's halfway decent. I mean, I don't like how it sounds in my voice because, you know, it's not full frequency and, and we're used to hearing our voices full frequency, but it'd be a great full starter frequency. mic for somebody. Yeah. So I'm, I am interested in how the ZDM one sounds in relation to what's out there right now with the pod mic. I don't have high expectations for it though. Yeah, I I agree. I think our, you have to set your expectations right. Um, I would like to see them be. I'd like to see it on the level of of the pod mic and the headphones be better than a cheap pair of headphones because then that bundle that they have is also a really sweet deal. It's like uh, I don't know. I think it was like one hundred and sixty bucks Canadian for the bundle. I'm not sure it was something like that. So I. I Again, we're talking starter equipment, and these are, assuming the quality is fine, these are what we need. Now, some people are, have already commented about the 16-bit recording. I don't think that that's a showstopper either for, for people. I think that 16-bit, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But a 16-bit 16, 16 44.1, I think, does work for people. I mean, that's what I produced the, 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 the MP3 file for, for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's, it comes out as a 16-bit file. So There's a level that you have to look at the price point and realize that expectations need to be down. That's my take. When you get your price point down, you need to stop comparing to high-end uh, yeah. audio interfaces, and, and you have to set your expectations as such. And if this is decent, if this produces, if this produces the quality that you get from... An AT2005 or an ATR2100, like as far as that, because like the USB on that isn't phenomenal. Like the USB, whatever you call that, I forget what you call the digital converter or whatever. It, it's not audio to digital converter. Yeah, it's not great. Or an analog to digital, excuse me. Yeah, ADD. thank you. Thank you. It's not great, but it works and it sounds good. And there's lots of people who produce really good content using the USB function on those microphones. If we're at that level, we're at that level. And I think that this will be a hot deal um, to recommend for people who are wanting multiple tracks and just starting out podcasting. Because a $199 price tag is within the range that someone would spend on another hobby. We always have made that, that comparison on this show here. We have always talked about how, as a hobby podcaster, you need to know what's going to cost you money. But think about the other things that you do for your hobby hobbies. A gardener, people who garden and 
Think about how much they spend on flowers every year, right? You know, like you will spend money on a hobby and this is in that that area. So I'm not going to say I recommend it. I'm not going to say that I think this is the best thing since sliced bread. I'm not even going to say that this is something people should get ready to purchase until I find and hear things about it because I want to know I want to know what it sounds like. I'm going to be I guess not contrarian maybe not even devil's advocate, but I will make a prediction that actually the Pawtrek P4 paired with the right microphone, and it doesn't have to be hundreds of dollars of microphone, I will predict that the sound quality out of that might be better than the ATR2100, the AT2005, the Samsung Q2U via USB, just because the P4 actually has gain on it. That's fair. And a lot lot of the... Uh, the criticism on the QTU 2500 and the 2100, or t- not 2500, but the 2005, is that it's really low as you right. record directly into your computer. This might have a high signal to noise ratio or a low signal to noise ratio, but at least you'll be able to get more gain out of it. So we'll see. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get our hands on it eventually or not. Yeah. But uh, because of just the way we record and because of COVID right now, I just don't see a lot of use case for us for the PodTrack P4, especially given the gear that we already have. Yeah, as for the mic, that's just one of those things that we'll have to wait and see because specs mean nothing. Um, I, I know there's people who make their livelihood on on looking at specs and analyzing audio equipment based off specs, but they they don't really mean anything as far as how a mic sounds because uh, like they do, but they don't. You, ha- you, ha- you have to hear it um, and hear it on your individual voice. That's true. So Bang's in the chat just to close this off. He says the ATR2100X is 24-bit. I get that. My point is that if it has, and we haven't tried it yet, but if it has the same gain issue via USB or mm-hmm. USB-C, I guess, with it, then the P4 might actually prove to be better because you're getting more gain out of it as you're recording. But that's neither here nor there right now until we actually get it. Now, I would actually like to get a pod track and pair it with the ZDM1. I've already got a pod mic, which I don't use. I let other people use. So I could use it to test. You could use yours to test. Matter of fact, yours is probably mounted on your desk to your right right now. It is actually, and I, uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've been looking. I've been looking to see where it's available for pre-order in Canada. The ZDM one. Um, I, I don't like. I wouldn't use it regularly. That's the only thing. But uh, I would love to give it, throw it through the paces, and, and the again, headphones too. you have two yeah. boys yeah. that eventually you'll probably want to do some sort That's of a true. project with. That's true. So one could get the road, and one could get the ZDM one. That's you know, true. Whatever. That's true. Uh, you know what though? I'll give him like a, a secondary mic, one that I really don't like, like, you know, RE320 or something like that. You don't like it. I know you don't. And it's fine if one of them uses it. <laughs> Although I would love for your brother to use that one. Maybe one day. One day I'll have to get him on there. All right. Let's let's talk about should we talk about my thing yet? Or should we talk yeah. about okay? Let's go talk. ahead. No, let's let's tease that. Let's talk about my okay. thing in a minute after we talk about your pod news thing. Okay, so James Cridlin actually did a wonderful exclusive article. I believe it was today, if it wasn't yesterday, and it was about Anchor automatically deleting accounts. Now, he went into detail, as James Cridlin is oft apt to do, 
about it. And I will give him all the credit for publishing this because nobody else has published anything like this right now. It wasn't him. It was somebody else that is a noted podcaster, actually, according to the article, had millions of downloads on his other podcast. It's Jonathan Mendoza. And he wanted to put a test podcast out on Anchor to see how Anchor works, to see if he could recommend it or not. I mean, that's one of the things that we don't really do here is recommend Anchor for a variety of issues. And this is kind of one of them, to be honest with you. But he put this out there and he used a trailer that he had on another account. So this is a good news, bad news story. So the good news is that Anchor's bots or Spotify's bots went out and they found that this was copyrighted. What are you doing? Uh, uh, you just keep going. This is for Johnny. Just keep going. For the audio okay. listener, I'm holding up a microphone and SP's questioning. Okay. So anyway, Jonathan put a trailer out on the uh, new Anchor feed as the, the one episode that you need to get into like Apple Podcasts and stuff like that. Well, Spotify tagged it. It was already considered copyrighted and not only did they bring it down but they deleted the account as copyright abusive or something and anchor just did that and went away even though jonathan owned the content mm-hmm. and i could see a case where you're redoing an older episode you know you're getting it out there like you're taking a week off but there's this episode that you've produced a couple of years ago that was a really good episode you want to put it out in your feed so newer listeners can can get to it so there are many different things that you can do of podcasts or material that is already out there and then spotify will say oh, oh, oh no no it's copyrighted so it's a good news story in that if somebody is trying to publish your content that they will call it ixnay and they will delete the episode or the entire account but there was no consideration made in this bot process that he might actually own the content. They didn't go and say, hey, look, we're taking this down because you don't own this content. There was no reclaim. It was just, boom, his account was dead. Now, I guess he went back to Anchor, and I can't remember the rest of the story there, but they found out why, and James Cridlin published the article. Uh, I've been hearing this a lot, mainly from music podcasts, because we've been cautioning about this for quite some time. Don't play unlicensed music in your podcast but i guess spotify is really going nutsoid over it and i don't know if it's an agreement that they have with the music industry that brought these capabilities out but they're really using it in ways that has never been seen before in podcasting so if you have copyrighted audio and in this case it wasn't just music it was actual i don't think it was any music it was just him talking then you need to, you know, that old four, oh, four seconds, you know, that it's fair use. You can use audio in four seconds. And we talked about the PEX capability out there that the bot can actually determine it in 0.5 seconds. And there's probably tricks you can do changing the tone or the speed, but eventually they're going to find you and they're going to cut you down. And do you really want your content out there to be deleted just because you were trying to play the game? I don't know. Well, that's what I'm questioning. How did they identify this this quick? Do they have a team of people that is reviewing every single new podcast on their platform? Or or what algorithm do they have to detect this? Exactly. Exactly. And so we're going very different than music. Music identification is very different because of the way that music is is with, with recording artists and with 
distribution and, and things like money. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're talking po- a podcast. We're talking an individual's random storage on the internet is what this comes down to with his other podcasts. It was a random individual with random storage on Libsyn. That's what it is. And how how did they do this? So how did they identify that? That's what I want to know. And again, they're Spotify. They've got lots behind them. Um, I'm not surprised to see this. I'm not surprised to see them be aggressive because as a big body, they do need to make sure that they are doing what they can to be able to maintain those relationships that they do have with artists, especially because of the fact that artists are very bad at streaming services already. They don't like that because they don't get paid that much. It's true. Look it up. They don't get paid that much from streaming services. So I know. So I'm not surprised to see that. This I am surprised at because it's another podcast. So that's that's what I'm surprised at. Eventually, I think they're going to have to come clean about what their algorithm is going to do and what the algorithm is not going to do. But as all things, Spotify seems to be charting their own path mm-hmm. and making up their own rules on the fly until the podcast community raises up and with their voices say, Spotify, what the heck are you doing? Like but they did. Yeah, I think before. it goes be I think it's at this point we're a Spotify issue. I don't think we are in the big picture a Spotify issue. This is this is something that I don't necessarily like from a music perspective, don't necessarily disagree with their approach to it because they yeah. are protecting content. And so I think that there is going to be a point that podcasting gets so big that the small time mentality that a lot of the big hosts out there currently operate under will no longer be able to operate. This is a big concern that I've had for a very long time with people who constantly go on about how I own an RSS feed on another, on on somebody's hosting platform. No, you don't. I don't care what the terms of service say right now. I don't care if they say that they will redirect that forever if you leave their service because things evolve with time. And this is a situation where it could evolve. Right now, a lot of the podcast hosts are being very generous because of the fact that they still have this old school, small time podcasting mentality that has been within in their veins as they've grown. And so they are willing to give people more of a benefit of the doubt. They pull it down if they get a whatever that is the Canadian, what is it? Canadian DMC or the American DMCA. DMCA. Yeah, DMCA notice. Digital Millennium Content. Whatever it is. Copyright Act. They yeah. pull it down, but they're like, yeah, we're not going to delete your account or whatever. And they wait a little bit and then maybe you do it again then you make another warning but but i think eventually if suddenly people who are having their rights infringed start to say look spotify has the ability to to axe it right away and solve the problem right away how are you company a or company b or company l or whatever it is how are you able to or how are you not able to have the same approach you're giving people too much grace I think you're being negligent. We're going to sue you. That will change the mentality. And that's the reality is as podcasting gets bigger, you will see more problems that come out like this. And so I think this is even, this is a really, really, really good example on what could be with any host. Potentially this could happen anywhere. You made a great point that some of these companies 
I don't think anybody's agreed to a forever redirect, but they will redirect as long as you have your, their, your account with them. And I think that as there's more and more money in this space, that hosts are going to think twice about doing that sort of thing just because of the money involved. Like pay us uh, an exorbitant amount of money to change your feed. That's a service that they could do because we, we ultimately own the feed and I'd have to take a look at the terms of service uh, because we know court cases revert back to the terms of service at the time that the action was taken. But for example, and I don't know if this is true or not, but for example, uh, Joe Rogan just left, I think he was hosted by Lipson and he I think he just left Lipson for Spotify in terms of hosting. I know his show is exclusive on Spotify, but I think that's what happened. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. But just hypothetically, Lipson could say, oh, no, 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 no. You've hosted for us for so long uh, and you've used our service, but we own the service. So we own your RSS feed. They, they could say, no, you're coming with us. Now, I think... Joe Rogan's going to have to create a new RSS feed anyway when he goes over to Spotify with the exclusivity of it. But that is an example that money could change hands. It's the same thing that I have been stating all along is hypothetical, but let's just say Apple podcast charges you a, a, some sort of money to list with their service. Mm-hmm. They, that could be the money maker for their service or anybody else, Google podcasts or anybody else in order for us to actually list you on our service, you need to pay us the whatever due it is every yeah. year. It could be $25, it could be $2,500. You know, so this sort of thing, as money enters into the space, is going to start defining the space. Uh, two things in regard to what you just said. Number one, um, with the RSS feed, I don't believe they are using an RSS feed. I think that's the hubbub that people have been having an issue with because it will be a direct Spotify delivery, so there won't be an right, RSS but feed. He, he, he used to have an RSS right. feed, or you, he still does right now. Have, but you said he'd have to create a new one, is what you said. So that's okay. what I'm saying, is that he wouldn't, okay. ha- he wouldn't have a new RSS feed. Right, yeah. Um, but the second thing is, we actually had a bit of a chat in this today in our Discord server. If you want to come to our Discord server, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, there are some people wondering you know, about the RSS feed and or about the hosting, whether he was still hosting on Libsyn or whatever. And, um, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was at work all day. I didn't get to yeah. read everything. So it was fun little chat there. My assumption was that it's Spotify exclusive, so he'll be hosted on there. But then I had the question of like, are they just using, are, are they actually shoving him onto Anchor? Or like, you know, putting it actually in Anchor or have they taken the technology and now they've just put it in this sort of back channel area for their Spotify exclusives? That's what I was curious about. I've got a story tonight that actually dovetails on that. Okay. So I I said I actually gave a tease in our Discord server, not knowing that this conversation was going on because I just hadn't had time to read back that far yet. I was in the car with my daughter last week, and this gets into a longer story. I'll keep it short for now. So I was in the car with my daughter. We went down to Ikea, which is about an hour away from where I am. So we went down to Ikea to grab her last bit of furniture for her room. And then I ended up having to actually modify it. That's a longer story. But on the way back, she was like, hey, dad, or maybe it was on the way down. She said, yeah, it was on the way down. She said, hey, dad, want to listen to my podcast? I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Time out. When did you start listening to podcasts? And she's like, no, I've been listening to podcasts. And 
here, you want to hear it? I'm like, yeah, I'm all of a sudden I'm curious. What is she listening to? She actually does the voiceover for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way, in the intro and the outro. So she's been podcasting for years. She just might not realize it. Anyway, so she turns on this podcast. It is a Spotify. I, I learned it's a Spotify exclusive. It's called Mama Knows Best. It's about this Instagram star who's living with her, I guess, parents, definitely her mom. and maybe her mom's married again or whatever. I, I got bits and pieces of the story because I was just so enthralled with the idea that my daughter was actually listening to this podcast. So she had no idea that this podcast was Spotify exclusive. And I figured out that it was. Uh, Mama Knows Best by Addison Ray and Sherry Nickel. And there's this whole production team behind it. I mean, the credits at the end are phenomenal. If you ever want to put together a decent podcast, of course, you need a team of thousands and they obviously have it. But anyway, so we're listening to this podcast. It's a Spotify exclusive. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just listen to it on my Overcast app. No, of course you can't. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, wow. So my daughter has a Spotify account. Yep. She pays for the Spotify monthly stream, or whatever, so she can get music. Plus, she can get Spotify exclusive podcasts. I mean, what a racket. That's awesome. But on the other hand, it's indicate, indicative of the industry that there's walled gardens out there now no but so people this is what i i think a lot of us have been saying for a very long time is people are going to eventually choose the platform that works best for them overall with all of their different consumption habits and if they if spotify is that then that's where they'll be and that's where they'll get their podcast whether they're an apple user like your daughter or they're an android user like someone else it, it's going to be where they're most comfortable with. And a lot of people like Spotify. So I'm, I'm interested about the future and I just don't, I want Spotify to really like dig into Apple, but then stall because I don't want them to become the new Apple. Cause I, I have issues with Apple because of their mass control that they have, but I, I want them to fight. I each don't think so anymore. I want them to fight each other. I want them to keep each other at bay. I think that's what but, we need. We need a few people. You know, let's let's even it out with Google. So we got three people that kind of have to check each other. Let's just go there and let's hope that that's where it is. Let iHeart go away. Let Pandora go away. Let blah, blah, blah. That media host X is making a big deal about being a destination. Go away. Let them all go away. Let just a few key ones fight it out. Okay. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I can think of a few that can go away. Let's see. Radio Public, <laughs> Luminary, uh, uh, a few others. Out there, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. This is going to be for the video side of things. So uh, audio listeners, this is something that we're going to talk about, but it's more for people who are doing video. For the last little while, and I'll dig up the specific... What? what? Not necessarily. If you're just trying to connect with somebody... This could be a way to do it. Doesn't necessarily have to be video. That's fair. So back in June, I think it was. Um, let's let's just say it was June. June time frame. We had uh, Suncast. I think it was actually bring it up to us, oh. and, and he goes, "Hey, have you guys seen this?" And it was a thing called OBS Ninja, which is available at OBS Ninja. And what it is, is basically a way that you can create kind of a video call with somebody. Uh, now, that's what we have been using on the Gunna Geek show and this show since j somewhere mid-June, I think is when it was. I, I'll, 
I'll talk about this more in depth on a, probably the next Better Podcasting, and I'll get all the details together there. But I wanted to quickly touch on this today because we were waiting. We were going to talk about it, but then we actually had somebody question in the chat. So I thought, okay, let's bring it into the live chat a little bit. And the idea behind this is this is a pet project by a guy named Steve. Hey, I like your name. Uh, and he, not me. He he created this. And then with the pandemic happening, he had some time to go and revisit it. And so he's done a bunch of work over the last few months to bring it um to bring it up in level and change a bunch of things in the back end. And it's pretty good. It is pretty reliable. Now, the thing that is important to note with this is you got to be a little more technical to do this because the idea is that you all can connect together and you then have a link for everybody's individual video that you can then put in like XSplit or OBS. Since it's called OBS Ninja. It's not actually an OBS project. It's just the guy called it OBS Ninja. But it can be used on anything that can pull this video feed. It gives you a website address that gives you that feed. And you can get really techy. He has done so many different changes over the last little while since I've been following this to really enhance it. Like, for example, on this show here, and actually going to geek, for a while, I have been specifying how much video I'm pulling, the bit rate that I'm pulling from SP. Now, aside from a few hiccups on his end, generally speaking, or hiccups along the way with just whatever, where it kind of occasionally goes out, it's a solid, reliable feed because of... And, and I That's do bad. blame him because I've not had the problem with Chris. So I, I kind of... I think what it is is... SP's talked about his upload limit. And so... I'm I'm running it right at the level where I'm when you pull 8K out of a camera that's only 1080, of <laughs> yeah. course I'm gonna have encoding so, issues. No, so so what it is is um he's got only so much upload in his internet and I'm pulling a good chunk of that. So like let's say someone goes and suddenly they they snap hypothetically, they snapped a video on, on their phone while he's podcasting and then it uploaded to iCloud or his security camera sent something out from his doorbell. That's going to kind of, we're going to fight a little bit for his internet. And I think that's what happens occasionally because 95% of the time, solid picture because I'm going in and I'm saying, hey, I want to steal five megabits per second of SP's video. So it's working really well for us. And uh, you can also do the same with audio, but I have to be technical. You, you There's not like a little box that you go in and you you set that you have to actually modify the parameters of the URL. So it's meant for techie people. Now, it can be also not a group call. Like, let's say I didn't want to actually do a group call with multiple people, and SP just wanted to simply share his video with me for whatever reason. Um, okay, let's actually change that example. Let's say that I took my phone, and I wanted to just add it as a secondary camera with a little bit of latency. What I could do is go to OBS Ninja and I can push basically the button there that says go and it will then use my phone camera and generate a unique link that then I can take that link and put that into my video switcher or whatever like XSplit. So I don't have to be in a group call, but overall it's been pretty reliable. I've been following some of the behind the scenes thing. Um, since about week one of using this, I subscribed to his um, GitHub sponsorship page because I gladly with what I'm seeing, this is the most reliable connection I've seen in years. Uh, I will gladly give the money to hopefully support the project, but it is a pet project. So for me, it's just a, like a, 
hey, I appreciate what you're doing. If this can keep you going a while longer, cool. I'm, I'm not spending it in hopes that it becomes this big, massive product. It's just, it, it, I feel right giving him the money because all other commercial things that we have tried over the years have paled in comparison to this. And I, I can afford the whatever it is, 10 bucks a month that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on the lowest tier. There's only a few tiers. I'm, I'll admit I'm on the lowest tier because I'm a hobby podcaster. I got to be reasonable with my finances too. So this is by far, I want to footstop this by far the most stable connection I have ever had. This includes Skype. This includes Google Hangouts on Air or YouTube Live, you know, whatever you want to call it. This includes Blab, RAP Blab. This includes StreamYard, which I'm using right now for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. It includes every single thing that I've tried, whether it's Clean Feed or Squadcast or everything. This is by far the most stable. Now, one of the concerns that I have with this is that if more people use it, then you'll end up overtaking the capabilities yeah. of the servers that it's passing the information back and forth. Now it's a direct connection, but there still is some handshake that goes back and forth between the two just to make maintain the connections. So is that going to get overloaded? So you have to make that consideration. The other consideration I will say is that this is not the nice GUI that you're going to see with StreamYard or no. Squadcast or CleanFeed or Zencaster. I do not recommend use. Zencaster. Yeah, this is a completely different use. So if you want to connect over this and record the audio, that's one thing. I mean, you can use it that way. But if you wanted to use it video, you're going to have to use a third party video broadcasting software like Xpatch and not Xpatch, Xsplit or like Xpatch. Um, <laughs> there's a story behind okay. that or, or OBS, like OBS Studio. Or uh, what is it? Wirecast, Wirecast, I think. And what's the V1? VMix. VMix. So you're going to have to use one of those in order to do what we're doing to this. And if you feel comfortable with that, then yes, this could be a way to do it. But if you're thinking that you can get your video out there like we're doing right now to YouTube, to Twitch, to Facebook, no, you, you can't do it using OBS Ninja. This is simply a connection capability. This would be the equivalent of using Skype and then using XSplit or OBS Studio then to broadcast to YouTube and Facebook. Now, if you do check out the full show, uh, we'll definitely... Uh, this is going to be our download next week, barring something crazy. So uh, we're going to go over some of this again. I'll have more information together. But I, I, like I said, I wanted to... Someone asked! So I changed things up and I wanted to mention it in this show because people were asking and... And I want to make sure people are set right. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but I do want to say that I also noticed um, this was maybe why the person knew it because I found this out after I found this out after the person asked in our Discord server. But um, there is a there is a couple big YouTubers that did a live stream this past week that one of them mentioned on their sort of behind the scenes video that they were using OBS Ninja. So hey. We're ahead, SP. Woo! Yeah, and I did pull the chat history that we have with Suncast. He mentioned it to us on Friday, June 5th, 5 p.m. I don't know what his original source was. We never asked him, but that is when we first knew about it. 
And honestly, it took me like, I don't know, three or four days because I had other things going on right then. But it took me three or four days to get into it. But Chris and Steven were all over it within minutes. They're like, oh, I wonder what that is. And they found out and they're like, oh, this is so great. I wonder how this is going to work. So they did a bunch of test calls. They used their phone cameras, as Steven was talking about, as additional cameras. So this thing has been tested by Chris and Steven and by de facto me, because I was pulled into some of the tests and, and Suncast yeah. a lot. So I, I want to say thank you very much to Suncast for me- mentioning it to us when he did, because it allowed us to play with things uh, quite a bit and, and get very familiar with it to the point where we now feel comfortable talking yeah. about it. Also, Stephen, you've also made some uh, inquiries into Stephen, the guy that runs this and we've gotten some green light. Okay. To talk about it as well. So we yeah. feel comfortable in talking about it next week. Uh, it was by the way, scat maker in our discord that did uh, mention it. And uh, right now he's in our chat at geeks live. Cause we do record this usually on Tuesdays at 8 PM Eastern time at geeks live. And he confirmed that my guess was right of where he did figure it out. So I know our listeners SP your guess. I think it was my guess. I told you that as soon as I found out, I'm like, I bet you that's where Scat heard about it from. I, I was implied in my message, but I can see why you would think that I didn't connect the two together. But yeah. <sighs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, you were right, SB. Actually, it was you. It was you. There you go. You know our listeners better than me. Uh, thanks, everybody who came by the live chat. I don't think we're going to touch on really anything else this week, uh, but we did want to mention that. We will definitely actually you know what there's one more thing. One more thing I want to clarify right now, right here and there before we get any further is um, we don't currently recommend a near, n- nearer microphone, a newer microphone, a nearer microphone. Yeah. Uh, there was a question in the chat uh, or in Discord this past week. Someone thought that we had recommended one instead of the AT2005 as a clone. Uh, we were probably mentioning the Knox KNOX no longer available. So there you go. Look for it. It's a collector's item. Uh, I can't think of a single nearer mic or nearer product that we would recommend without extreme caveats. Even their mic arms I have issues with because they're uh, inconsistent in what you get. They don't have much of a uh, weight load and they're loud. But in certain circumstances where you're looking to save a buck, you just need something to set it and forget it with like a light microphone, then obviously it will fill the gap for you. Uh, They're also short. So anyways, it's just an example of why a lot of their products, if we've ever mentioned any of them, usually we would have extreme caveats if we're ever going to even even say you might want to think about this. But microphones, there is not one that we have recommended. So let's just get that out right now. I do want to give a shout out to Johnny Pennington in the chat. He asked about Amazon Music. Now, I will caveat this, but we've been talking about it for the last two weeks. We talked about it on the last Better Podcast, and we talked about it on the Better Podcasting live chat, the last episode that we had in episode 13. And uh, there's something new going on there. We'll talk about it next week, but we our our opinions on the terms of service are out there. And be careful what you sign up for. Okay, I said we were going to not talk about anything else, but um, Bangs in our chat. See, this is why you got to check us out live. Uh, Bangs is saying there's Twitch news today. And Amazon rebrands Twitch Prime as Prime Gaming to broaden the audience. Mm. Really? They didn't brand it as Facebook Gaming? No, that's interesting. I wonder if they're going to go away from 
like our shows again because they were they used to do broadcast shows, then they went exclusively gaming, then they went back away from gaming, and now they're calling it Prime Gaming. That's interesting. That is worth following. Thank you, Bangs. Really appreciate that. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I is a last parting gift. We often talk about Stephen's paint drying podcast. In the future, I will have a paint drying story. Oh, did you want to mention that today? It's in the chat. I know it's in the it's in the chat. I, yeah. I I know, but I we were running long, so I didn't know if you wanted. Uh, Do you want to okay, talk? What, go ahead. Well, I, I literally had to watch paint dry this past okay. week. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, that I've, I've got some experience now and I can guest on your paint drying podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, we don't have guests, though. So um, maybe in the future when I'm sick or something, you could take over for a week. Sure. Uh, we're going to have to sign, have a signed contract, though, that you won't bash what I say in post <laughs> before you publish it. Uh, I know what that's a, that's a nod to. So if you want to check out the Better Podcasting proper show that definitely signs off a lot more coherent than that last five minutes where, uh, check it out at betterpodcasting.com. If you like this raw and real episode, uh, we do have a video companion. If you're not checking it out already, you can check that out also at betterpodcasting.com. And hey, why don't you just subscribe to both of those wherever you get your podcasts even if it's Spotify. I think we're in Spotify. No, I don't know if we're in Spotify. I don't think we're in Spotify for this one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know we're not in Pandora, which <gasps> I was going to talk to you about. We need to submit to Pandora. Well, get but... better podcasting wherever you get your podcasts and wait for this one to show up. Indeed. It's been a fun week. Thanks for coming by, everybody. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Uh, thanks to everybody that asked your questions. I intentionally stopped what we were doing to answer your questions for the most part. So... Uh, just FYI, if you have a question, come on, stop by your chat room, ask, ask your question, and we will answer it. So on that note, for episode 14 of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen Jondrew saying, yeah, apparently I don't know where my podcasts are at. <laughs> MSP saying, watch out for when we record next week. It'll be at a different time. See you guys later. Bye. 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 Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.